Thank you, Matthew. Uh, you guys are in for a real treat. Uh, I met this guy when he was in high school. He was dating a girl that was in my youth group back in Midland, and then uh, and then I, I came to back to Lubbock and didn't see him or hear from him until he started dating a young lady who was uh, a student here, one of our all-time favorite students. She's a, a rock star. And um, I'm excited about introducing Josh Wilson because uh, I think a lot of times people get up here and, and they, they say what they think you need to hear. Uh, I don't know if Josh is going to do that. I think Josh is just going to say, listen, I'm a real dude. I'm a broken guy that needs Jesus, and I'm going to share, you, uh, share his story with you. If you listen, I promise you're going to see God's fingerprints all over what Josh has to say. And I'm willing to bet that there's a number of you that would, uh, that would be able to really connect and his story resonate with you. So let's listen. I think he's a little nervous. So let's show him a lot of love. Make him feel super welcome. Give it up for Josh Wilson, everybody. I think a little nervous would be a, a little understatement right now. Uh, but good morning, LCU. Uh, howdy. Thanks. Uh, first of all, I just want to apologize to any of you that uh, came to this chapel expecting another Josh Wilson, and it went right past my joke. There it is. Um, as you can see, this is not me. Uh, so, sorry to disappoint. Uh, secondly, I couldn't stand up here in front of everyone and not take the chance to embarrass my niece and nephew, so Callie and Reed... If y'all would come up here for a quick demonstration, real quick. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I couldn't be the only nervous one, so they got to join with me for a sec. Uh, a few weeks ago, Josh Stevens asked if I'd like to, to share my story here today. Um, Josh has known me since I was 17 years old, since I was a... Uh, an innocent high school kid, or moderately innocent at least. Uh, and before the story that I'm here to talk about, these are two of my favorite quotes, and you'll soon learn why. One is There is a God shaped vacuum in the heart of each man which cannot be satisfied by any created thing, but only by God the Creator made known through Jesus Christ. The other is, if I find myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy, the only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. So back to me. My name is Josh Wilson. I'm married to the love of my life, the epitome of grace, uh, former LCU alum. Shout out, Kappa. Um, and yes... I did mix in a few throwback pictures because I felt the need to pay respects to my hair. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, we could say a short prayer for that later. This is our family. We have two unbelievable kids, Knox Wyatt and Mia Bell, uh, or Mia Bell from Arendelle, as she likes to be called. And I'm a petroleum landman in the oil and gas industry. I grew up in Midland, Texas. 
going to Midland Christian, graduated from Midland High. I was just an average Christian high school kid. You know, went to church and did kind of the thing that most Christian kids do. I tried to stay straight-laced and and out of trouble, which I wasn't good at, but I tried, which is what counts. I was a good enough athlete that uh, after high school, I was afforded the opportunity to get a scholarship at Texas Tech University. And uh, after a season there, I decided that it wasn't where I wanted to be. So I ended up going to Temple Junior College um, so that I didn't have to sit out a year uh, back in the day, they used to, to make you do that if you went D1 to D1. But uh, anyway, I had the best season of my life there, uh, probably because uh, I decided to stay away from alcohol that year and focus solely on baseball. From there, I attended UTSA in San Antonio, uh, where we won a couple conference championships, and I uh, got my degree in economics. After that, I played a season of semi-pro ball in St. Louis, um, and that was the end of my baseball career. They called me uh, after that season to let me know that, um, that they wouldn't be bringing me back the next year. And that was, that was the end of a 20-year journey. They put a, put a cap on my baseball career. And in a two- or three-minute phone call, my complete identity was stripped away. You see, baseball might as well have been a name tag. It was uh, a business card. It it defined me. It it was something I put on every single day. I could default to that in any conversation. We could talk baseball. It was impressive uh, to a certain extent. And, And just like that, it was gone. So naturally, I turned to the, the next best things that could define me, finding a career and a wife. But what I didn't realize at the time and throughout the story is that in the business of uh, baseball and the college experience was that I was becoming more and more dependent and reliant on alcohol and other addictions like pornography. Another, might have to skip this slide. Another big part of my story was that during my senior year of college, uh, my dad was diagnosed with uh, stage four cancer. They gave him six months to live, but we were blessed with four more years. He was uh, Superman and he was gone. And just like that, uh, another part of my identity was. So naturally I did what I trained myself to do. I just upped the dosage. Fast forward a few months to my first and last blind date with my now wife, uh, the birth of our son Knox, a DWI, two years of, or more of marriage counseling, countless fights, the birth of our daughter. All the while I continued to drink and cope, secretly watching porn and refusing to accept what I had become. What started as two beers in high school, which I'm pretty sure were the worst ever brewed, had turned into nearly a handle of vodka a day. 
So let me tell you a little bit more about me. I'm an alcoholic. I'm an addict and I'm a sinner. Here we are just after Mia was born and only a few months from the breaking point. From the outside looking in, you'd, you'd never know what was going on. We had a beautiful family. Uh, I had a great career, as did Brenna. Um, we were in church every Sunday. We had great friends. I mean, social media game was on point. Um, anything to cover the tracks. We had, like I said, what most people viewed as a wonderful marriage. But what no one saw was my crippling depression and anxiety, my feelings of unworthiness and inability of being loved because of who I viewed myself as and, and what I thought of myself. And only a few knew about the fights, tears, and the slow breaking of our relationship and our marriage. But we look happy here. We should have won some Academy Awards for those performances. On November 29, 2018, I woke up in the same clothes that I'd had on the day before. To an empty house, a tequila hangover, and a text from my wife that said I left with the kids. I can't do this. We're staying at Roger and Jill's. What I woke up to was my entire world gone in the blink of an eye. What I had actually woken up to was the product of 15 years of turning the wrong direction. The product of a mistaken identity. The product of choosing comfort and temporary satisfaction. I didn't know what I was going to be able to do to get her back, but lucky for me, she didn't believe and giving up on me. To this day, Brennan will still say that three things saved our marriage. Jesus, Dr. Mike Harden, and Z experience. She agreed to come home with the kids as long as I was willing to do some of the hard things uh, required uh, to earn her trust back. She wanted rehab. I absolutely did not. Our counselor, Dr. Harden, said he wasn't sure about rehab, but that he was sure about two things. So he offered these options. The first, citing scripture, was confession and repentance, which he felt should be done in front of the church body. And I felt, why do they have to know? I mean, didn't I just do the whole confess and repent thing right here? I'm sorry. Um, the last thing I wanted was our entire church to know about what I was, who I was, um, to judge me, to talk about me behind my back. I'm not sure if that ever took place, but what I'm sure of is that whenever I did go forward that Sunday, that I had never felt love and freedom like that in my life. I can still remember the feeling of hands and fingertips reaching out to pray over us because there was so many people around us that you could hardly get to us. Most of these people I didn't even know. I remembered feeling like this is what church is really like. Not where social appearances are kept up or pep talks are given or interesting thoughts. 
but where the word of God itself convicts the brokenhearted. Where the convicted are moved to seeking freedom through confession and repentance. And where the body of Christ joins together to celebrate, encourage, and pray over one another. The second suggestion Dr. Harden had was the experience. And this is a, uh, a men's retreat uh, put on through Illuminate Ministries. Another thing that I was skeptical of, I did not want to do. Just trying to save my marriage. I wasn't even sure if what had happened at church, if I was able to keep up uh, what I felt like I still wasn't worthy for. But what God did in my heart at a ranch in Central Texas is indescribable. He took love and freedom to levels that I did not even know existed in that weekend. I, I never thought that I would ever feel the true love of God. But there I did and have ever since. He met me there in all of my brokenness, all the, the filth that I had lived through. And he created a clean heart in me. It was also there that I received my true identity, the one I was created for. Today I am a disciple of Jesus. I know that I'm truly loved. I'm forgiven. I'm redeemed. And I am an heir to the kingdom of heaven. So here I am today, three years sober. A life and marriage renewed by God and the blood of Jesus. You may or may not see yourself in, in any one part of my story. It may seem pretty extreme in a room at LCU. But there are places in your life, these voids that are filled with things that might just be acceptable to everyone around you. The fact is that these things that we seek, that the world tells us we must have, or uh, when we compare ourselves to other that we want and desire, the perfect job, the perfect spouse, or just being in church every week, it won't fulfill you. It will always leave you comparing and wanting for something more. I know this room understands how vital a personal relationship with our Creator is. But I want you to reflect on the amount of time you spend seeking Him, digging through the depths of His Word, and just talking to Him. How healthy would any of your relationships be today if you spent the same amount of time with them as you do with God. Let him be your foundation and your identity, and he will glorify himself in everything else that you do. If anyone here is, is struggling in any way or uh, relates to my story and just wants to talk, I'm, I'm an open book. And I'll be around if you want to talk now or if you want to get my contact information for later, feel free. And if not me, I encourage you to find someone you trust, a friend, a mentor, one of the professors here at LCU. Uh, sometimes when you're just not sure uh, what the next step is, just the ability to have someone to be open with and 
vulnerable with is the best bet. And simply talking to someone about these things can make a world of difference. Not allowing them to stay in the dark places in our lives where they have power and control over us, but allowing them to step into the goodness of God's light and be healed. In closing, I want you to remember the words of Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for who you are. Father, I I praise you for meeting us in our brokenness, for healing the wounds in our life, the empty spaces, for filling that void. Father, I thank you for everyone in this room. I pray that, that your word that you poured through me today would work, would just go to work, Lord. Father, allow us to fully rely on you, with you as our foundation. We thank you so much for the precious blood of Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. You're dismissed.